It's Billy Gowers from the Western Bulldogs. Louisa Cheatley from Seven News. Mitch Cleary from AFL Nation. Cal Toomey from AFL.com.au. Tim Mitchell from the Herald Sun Super Footy team. Warney from the AFL Traders. Millie Dotton from Gogglebox. Lloyd Robertson. You're, You're listening, listening to the Four Quarter Time Podcast. Hello and welcome to Ep 13 of the Four Quarter Time Podcast. A massive episode ahead this evening. We've got a new panellist joining us for the very first time. A great edition of Chit Chat as per usual. Collingwood's on the agenda in footy chat, so is Port Adelaide, as well as the Brisbane Lions. Jack will take us through enough of the week. Lockie's list is back, or Lockie list, should I say. The world of sport will return, and we'll finish off, as usual, with our Round 17 crystal ball. Jack, you're back again. Lockie's back. How are we both? I'm feeling very good. Scored the um, winning basket and basketball last night now that, so i'm in a great mood now that surprises me i thought it would take a little bit longer for you to bring that up on the pod but that was very quick very quick you brought that up very very good <laughs> but no, i am good thanks for asking AJ. i'm very good now look we've got as i mentioned in the intro we've got a new panelist joining us for the very first time he did submit an application and it has eventually become successful he's finally joined the four quarter time team Jack Winter, welcome to you. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. I never thought I'd get the uh, get the moment, but finally occurred, so I'm, I'm here. How are you feeling? What's going through you, racing through your mind at the moment? Oh, million miles an hour at the moment. Just, you know, real nervous, but just uh, want to go for it. Just give it all I've got, so we'll see how we go. I'm not sure if the application was successful or he, he just threw a massive tantrum and <laughs> kissy fit. Well, I was so eventually just got bad and had to get him on. However you get there, it doesn't matter. I'm here. <laughs> that's all that matters. Well, I was about to say, I'm very surprised he is here because I don't ever remember reading out his application at all. <laughs> yeah, on yeah, so I felt very hard done by there. You know. Well, t- can, can you talk us through the application then for those? Because uh, we didn't read it out. So could you talk us through the application? Yeah, it was? Uh, it, was, it was posted on the uh, on the Instagram, which I, I got a feature, so I was pretty happy with mm. that. But, um, no, it was just, just mid-study break. I felt, I was listening to the app and I thought, oh, I might, might, might as well do one here. I know sort of Tim and Lloyd will definitely do one, so I'll see, see what I can do. And yeah. so I got on the um, got, got on the AFL website, just sort of scrolling for ideas. I was like, oh, I'll try and write like an article about Speaky Out, Winter In, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but obviously fell pretty flat on you boys. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, efforts were wasted around the truth. I imagine you, you would have written this, rubbing your hands to you. Anyway. This, this is, is great. This, this is, is amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. It just doesn't even get read out. Nah. But what I did like, though, is that you did a Photoshop job. You Photoshopped yeah. all our faces. Yeah, all got you all in there. So that yeah, was yeah. Like that. yeah, went for the visual effect. Yeah. Like 900 words well, Tim did, but... I think that's probably where you fell down because this is an audio platform and you went for the visual. <laughs> I know, I know. Which, I should have, should have read my audience a lot better than that. No, here's what it is. I'm here now, so yeah, that's all sorry. it is. Jack, give the listeners an insight into, a bit, tell us a bit about yourself, who you support in the footy and maybe a favourite player as well. Yeah, I'm a big, big Pies fan at the moment. Obviously not going too well at this stage, but um, well, I've had many many favourite players over the years. I think probably all-time favourite is probably you guys know. Travis Cloak was my all-time favourite Collingwood fan. Wore the glove when I played in the thirds footy with Pierce. <laughs> just absolutely loved it. He had a better career at the Dogs, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Debatable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Travis Cloak's probably my all-time at the moment. Probably love Braden Maynard off of half-back flank, Bruzzy. You said our podcast isn't about visuals, but we no, can paint exactly. one. That's for sure for our listeners. And Swanee's decked out in his pie scarf, his pie's training top. It's not even a Guernsey. It's a pie's <laughs> training top. That, that's like peak Nuffy, I reckon. Yeah. When, you, when you buy the club's training top, yeah. not the actual jersey. Yeah. $20 off the sale rack. So <laughs> be rude not to. You've gone through some flags. There have been a few, couple of pie's flags over the years that you've been alive for. Maybe a favourite footy memory for our listeners. Yeah. Um, probably the... 2010 grand final, uh, the draw was obviously unique, but not my favourite. I think um, my favourite, probably the peak of watching footy, the Heathrow smother on uh, Nick Rewalt in the, in the replay. Really. The, li- the librarian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, snuck right up on him. Yeah. And um, no, nah, that was probably my favourite. That was that was the happiest, you know, that you almost win it from there. You, you smother the captain on the line. That's I only much. remember the draw. Was there a game the next week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all, <laughs> we all came back, fired in and... Uh, Did they? Yeah, watched the demolition uh, oh, right you, in front of us. Do you thought the Premiership Cup was given to no one then? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happens? Yeah. 
Yeah. Did you go to both of the games? Did you yeah, go? I did. So I went to went to the draw and the win. And How did you? They just named tickets to both. Uh, just AFL members. Oh yeah. yeah, it's good. Good. Get on it. All over. It. Uh, so yeah, I've been to a draw, a win, and two losses, unfortunately. So. And the listeners may have noticed, but we do now have two Jacks in the room. <laughs> good, Jack Plant, our usual resident, and now we've got Jack Winter. But Jack, you've got a unusual nickname that we call you. And maybe just give the listeners uh, a reason. The origins. The origins of that nickname. Yeah. Uh, so the nickname Swanee. It was all through high school. Haven't been only get called that by probably you three and maybe a handful of others uh, at the moment. But Swanee came around in probably year eight or nine, I think. Uh, it's just a little nickname on Facebook that because Dane Swan was a big fan of Dane Swan at the time, uh, and then. Yeah, sort of just just stuck. I think from from Facebook nickname to the boys just started. Yeah, because you, your name was Jack Swanee. Swanee Winter, Winter, yeah. And then everyone yeah. just picked up and ran with it. Yeah, why, that's why right. don't we call you Travis? We should be calling you Travis. <laughs> that's Travis. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Jack Travis Winter didn't roll off the tongue as nicely. <laughs> we, oh, really? We'll start that. I reckon. That's yeah. good. Travis, Travis Travis is a lot better than Swanee. Yeah, it's yeah. probably a good one since Swanee and podcasts don't really go hand in hand anymore. Yeah. It's 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 a very it's a very it's, it's a hot topic to avoid. It's actually a good call. Swanee. Yeah, so we'll stick with Swanee, yeah, I reckon. Swanee's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you keep on saying Jack, it'll get way too big. Yeah, clear up all confusion, just Swanee's good. Swanee, you touched on you wore a glove because your hero was Travis Cloak in the threes, but what's the most amount of goals you've kicked in a game? Uh, <laughs> kick, kick 10 on two. Yeah, oh, yeah. 10 goals. Yeah, 10 goals. Yeah, kicked it twice, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a fluke. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Didn't you also have like a nine goal seven or nah, nine something? goals nine goals eight? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get it right, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Your scoring was... efficiency was worse than what you put it, mate. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. nuts. Ten goals twice as well. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. proud, proud school career. Yeah. <laughs> and is it true you, after kicking ten goals, is it true that you? Demanded the boys <laughs> carry you off the ground. No, after that performance. no that's um. <laughs> I have reliable sources. <laughs> serious. I was there. Yeah. I remember it. It happened. <laughs> it was like, yeah. Carry me off, boys. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I did kick ten goals. Yeah, I oh, think mate. that's um. I think that's a Muller Muller myth. I think the the Muller twins started that one. I don't know if they're a fan of the show or not, but they uh, they started that one way back when when it happened. I'm, I'm, but I'm I'm hearing it from many sources, uh, and yeah. I, tr- I trust the sources. Yeah. Carry me off, boys. I kicked I 10 goals. I probably deserved it, so it's fine. I just remember, I just remember that, like the week after it happened, you walking into the, the year 10 or whatever, whatever year level we're in, you walking yeah. into the locker area, and all the boys had like had, like an archway of their arms, like, like a yeah, whole, um, and he walks under all of our arms, and the whole crowd, a whole, off, a whole, all the students just, go, 10. Yeah, you know, the goals, funny thing about goals, that is, uh, in the same week that that happened, one of the boys kicked ten in soccer. Faded, the same week, Faden Faden kicked ten goals in soccer, which is probably more of an achievement. Oh, way more of an achievement. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no one, ever, no one even knew about it. So. <laughs> you hit Facebook hard after it, yeah. the ten goals, which is you asked for it, I think, because the first post is like one footy by one hundred and sixty-three points. And I kicked 10 goals. Uh, yeah, mate. That was the yeah, first yeah. one. And then the next day, um, Josh Kennedy for West Coast yes, kicked 10 goals in the yes. same weekend. Yeah, welcome and to you the said, pub. Josh Kennedy, why did he copy me? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change yeah. the Facebook DP yeah. to Josh Kennedy as yeah. well. I, I Just get, get all over the haters. <laughs> I don't know if Faden Feepat was doing all that. <laughs> There's no soccer well, it's un- Yeah, unprecedented. So yeah. maybe Archie Thompson. <laughs> the other person. I think the, where Faden <laughs> fell down was he didn't make his Facebook name Faden Archie Feepat. Yeah, so that, that's 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 where they would have kicked off for him. Yeah. Well, he's had that ammunition locked away. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just feel like that was the only reason I remember he got on. <laughs> like he just took a very satisfying sip of his water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> smug as anything. Oh, that's right. Lockie yeah. mentioned in the opener, he hit the um, the winner yesterday in the basketball team that he and a few others play in the Zambian Zaddies. Jack, is it true that you play Hannah's Swanee? Swanee, sorry. Yeah. Swanee, is it true that you've had... Yeah, oh, both, both Jacks, play. yeah, both Jacks well, playing this area. All three of us play in it, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah no, but that's... Just refer to your questions to Swanee, please, from now on, AJ. Come on. You're better than this as a host. You should be honest. <laughs> so, Swanee, you do play in this yeah, Zambian Daddy's team. Yeah, I do. And the question we have for you today is, 
How many arguments have you gotten with the refs this season? Yeah, this season? I reckon, I honestly reckon since last season, I've really toned it down. Oh, a little last bit, season a was little bad. Bit. This season, I just want good refs. That's all. Is that too much to ask? Do five on a Sunday? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I just want good refs. That's no, all. I, think- I just demand excellence. I pay for the refs, you know? I pay your fees. Yeah, that's right. Can you exactly. please be good? Yeah. But I think that's what you mean. Like, it's D5 on a Sunday. I don't think we can ask for much more. I know. I know. But yeah, it's the best we do. So why isn't the best they do, you know? Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, you probably agree with me on this. On Sunday, we all got there for an 8.45 start. We were ready to go. We are ready for the tip-off. And then we are just waiting around. I reckon four minutes. Four minutes, right. and the clock the was clock starting. Yeah. I paid for two 18-minute halves. The, the ref was running late, would you believe it or not? Unbelievable. So, uh, yeah. we, we, should de- we, we should demand our money back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, I think we owe them about $140. <laughs> That's right, we didn't rock up a couple of weeks ago. We didn't rock up a couple of weeks ago, so we owe them a lot of money. So, uh, Nana Wadding, uh, if you're listening... <laughs> Please wait. Well, <laughs> well, Jack... Jesus... <laughs> Swanee, we're, we're wishing you have a fantastic debut episode. Thank you. How were our weekends? Lockie, might start with you. Friday night knockoffs are now a thing. Yes, Friday night knockoffs are a thing. <laughs> Nothing really eventful happened this Friday from my memory. AJ, I don't know if anything happened. From, from your memory, that's a bit of a clause a there. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, nothing notable to mention on the pod. Just a couple of quiet drinks and bed. Oh, is, is that right? Yeah. Have a quiet drinks in bed. Have I done something I don't know about? Yeah, here we go. Did you, um, I heard, I was fortunate enough to be out of the Friday night knockoffs for the first time with the boys on Friday night. And it was Lloyd, Lloyd was there, Tim, former panelists of the four quarter time team, Lockie was there and we started at Prince Alfred and then Lloyd and I ended up leaving a bit earlier than we started early, it was 6.30, so we're, we're actually home by midnight, I think. And then the next day, uh, after the Essendon game, I ventured back to Lockie's new residence in Richmond. You were there planning. Yes. And Lockie was telling us a story how he ended up at uh, ended up at the Swan and got into a bit of a, oh, a verbal argument with these. Oh, this is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back There's to There's a me. bit of a pattern developing with you, Lockie. <laughs> A bit of a verbal argument with, with a gentleman in 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 the uh, vicinity of the swamp, and he didn't think much of it until five minutes later, this gentleman happened to be the lead singer of the live band, oh! <laughs> playing at the swamp. It better it better not have been Gary Eastwood. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Similar though. He's not good enough. And this one, <laughs> and this bloke preceded the entire song to just flip the bird at Lockie in the <laughs> in the crowd. <laughs> He did. He was just staring at me. Just give me the finger while singing. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> we got I out think of you won. We I went to the we went argument. to the precinct. Better live music at the precinct. <laughs> everyone out there. That is probably the biggest alpha move I've ever seen yeah, from, from that. I've ever heard from that lead singer. Just he's on stage. He's got the entire crowd at his feet, and he just chooses to give you the bird. It's song. really really weird. <laughs> what was your reaction? Did you stare him down or like? I was playing dumb. I was like, what do I do? And all <laughs> stuff. Oh. So you didn't boo him. No, nah, like DJ nah. in Bali. <laughs> I don't want to get the band from the swan it's too close to home now it would have been so good if you just all you did was just look back at him and just gave the finger back at him. Yeah. <laughs> I actually no did words. the opposite I was doing the thumbs up <laughs> loves the thumbs up yeah. like he does yeah. Uber drivers yeah. lead singers Blanny yes. you ventured to the in unfortunate scenes on the weekend you ventured to the emergency room yeah the Austin Hospital great staff at the Austin Hospital we'll give them a quick shout out while I can but yeah it was Quite a bizarre Saturday night for me. Quite traumatic. Well, not traumatic for me. Traumatic for M, my girlfriend, had... Unfortunately, her parents were away over the weekend and she was tasked with having to look after their cat. Sounds simple enough. Easy enough task to, to do. Apparently not. Um, <laughs> now, her roommate, um, he has a dog and they arranged for the dog to not be in the house whilst they were having the cat. But the timing was wrong. Um, the do- dapper brought his dog back thinking that the cat had already gone timing was out of whack the cat was there the dog was there the c- dog walks in the door runs at the cat and M um, her instincts kicks, di- kicks in and picks the cat up because he doesn't want the cat to get attacked by the dog not knowing what's going to happen so picks the cat up and the cat you know what cats are like they're just like 
freak out at any sign of, I don't know, any sudden movement or whatever it is. Cat freaks out, climbs up her arm and attaches herself onto Em's face, like thinking it's a tree. So grabs Em's face at the top of her skull and just like on her chin, like just under her lip, and is freaking out and making a hissing noise that I can only be described as the devil or... Make it, make it. <laughs> Come on. Very good. <laughs> yeah, nice job. Would you agree that is the devil? Yeah, sure. Some <laughs> devil's devil. I haven't heard the devil, but yeah. Now, that would have blown out the microphone, so I apologise to anyone listening with earpods. <laughs> but, so, the cat was freaking out. And in the motion of that, she took a big chunk out of her chin and out of the top of her head. So, I turn around, hear Em screaming, hear the cat doing what the cat was doing, as I just described previously. Do it again. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> I missed it the first time. You can replay it. Uh, walking in the hallway and there was just a massive amount of blood falling from her face freaking out had to separate the cat and the dog got M cleaned up had to drive M to the Austin you know wait around a bit and got it all glued back together no stitches fortunately but not how I wanted to spend my Saturday night let me tell you but the first thing he thought of after it happened he's like I'm going to tell this on the pod. <laughs> you did say that before. Yeah. <laughs> I literally messaged you guys. And You're said, probably happy. You're probably in the waiting room being like, yes, got a story, <laughs> yeah. got a story for the Good content. It's <laughs> like no stitches. Yes, I can tell it without feeling guilty. Yeah. Yeah. I literally messaged all you guys and said, boy, do I have a story for the pod. <laughs> I mean, I would have preferred if it involved a kayak of some sort, but I'm happy to run with a, with a, a cat attack. I don't, I don't trust cats one bit. Because oh. have you heard that this is a this is true this is real? If you like live, you know, old people live at home with just their cat. If they like die or pass away, and it's just them and the cat, oh. the cat will eat your face. I was gonna say the cat gets the house or something. <laughs> 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 <By law. laughs> the cat becomes the full time occupant yeah. of the house legally. That must happen. So it's like this is real. <laughs> How do you know that's a true story? The cat gets to sign the lease. Look it up. It's real. It's real. It's videos. <laughs> yeah. It's, they eat you. It's, why? What's the purpose behind that? Why does it eat you? They do. So the cat. So cats are there patiently waiting for the day that their owners <laughs> die so they can feast on their face. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. So maybe, That's what they live for. So maybe Em's, maybe, <laughs> maybe Em's cat was just trying to speed that process on a little bit. Swanee, how was your weekend? Anything uh, eventful occur? Uh, no, nothing like that. Fortunately, uh, played, bas- <laughs> played basketball. Yeah, played night. basketball. I the match winner. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one yet. <laughs> yeah, no, just a quiet weekend. Went to Phillip Island. Uh, just did all sort of Phillip Island things. Did you raise them things? Right the sand dune. Uh, no, we didn't. Didn't uh, didn't do any exercise like that. Went to the Penguins on Saturday night, so spent a little bit differently to planning. Uh, and then yeah, came home and watched PC. Score the match winner on Sunday in, in the Zaddy. Yes, he did. All right, okay, enough, enough of this. Like, how much do we need to do? Do we want to address it now? Or just, <laughs> just skip over it, really. I'll let him let him have the moment. I think it was a uh, well, it, it was a low percentage shot that I could not believe went in. Okay, how about Lockie? You just you talk us through the shot just so you can get out of your system and you don't have to bring it up again. Talk us through what. Thirty happened. seconds left, yeah. down by one point. I'm bringing the ball up the court. I look at. Your, first, your face first, Plenty, and you, you're shaking your head like, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> I look at Tim. He's gone 0 from 5 in the second half. Three air balls. He's like, keep it away. Swanee's hiding. Swanee's our star, our big player. He's hiding the corner in the three. And I thought, far out. You're going to have to get these boys out again. Drive to the lane. Take on the old team. Two points. Game over. Zaddy's win. How much you win by? One point. One wow. solitary point. Quite good. Yeah. For all our listeners out there, Lockie's just... Had that entire speech written down. He's written. He's read it off his computer, word for word, just to shape the picture for you out there. I mean, it was, it was great. I mean, I was off the court, so you weren't going to pass it to me. But other than that, it was, it was a great story. <laughs> well, the biggest talking point out of the weekend comes from Friday night, where Collingwood lost for the second consecutive week. They lost to Hawthorne by less than a kick on Friday night, meaning they've. They didn't. They backed up their woeful performance against the against North Melbourne the week before to lose to the Hawks. They've got West Coast away and GWS away before playing Richmond at the G. That's their next three weeks. Add to that, Jaden Stevenson betting scandal only a month ago. Ben Reed's injury. Mason Cox being completely out of out of form. 
and Jordan Ngoi being caught over the weekend using his mobile phone whilst driving. It hasn't been a great past month for the Pies, that's for sure. Swanee, our resident Pies fan here, now on the on 4QT, what are your thoughts? Uh, I don't think it's as bad as what people are making out to me. I think if, if you look at it, th- two losses in a row, obviously not very good. We didn't play very well against Jackie or Dogs either. Uh, but, you know, you look at the Hawks game, lost by a kick. If it goes the other way, we win by a kick. You know, we're, we're still 2-1 in a really bad form, like in bad form. So it looks worse because we just got unlucky against the Hawks. Um, I mean, Jaden Stevenson speaks for himself. Just so stupid. I can't believe that you'd do that. Uh, Mason Cox, I think, has been overrated since the Richmond prelim last year. <laughs> I don't like. I, don't, I I quite like him in the team. I don't think he's in there to take marks. It's good when he does. Clearly, we always beat. We were like beat the Tigers twice when he takes marks. Uh, what's, what's he in there for? I, I don't mind bringing the ball to ground. Right. We've got Jaden Stevenson and Jordan Ngoi, Um Just all about the delivery. What if you find someone that delivery. can bring the ball to ground but also take marks here yeah. and there and kick a football? I mean, I, I think you'd take him. But Mason Cox is our best option at the moment. It's really hard to beat someone who's over two metres tall in a marking contest. So it's going to come to ground most times. Once you get Jamie Elliott in a bit more match fit, that's good, and then you've got obviously Jordan Dugowie and uh, Jaden Stevenson when he comes back for finals. Uh, I don't think it's sort of all over just yet. We need to win a couple of big games over the next few weeks, but otherwise, I think that's all right. I'll add in my two cents worth on my thoughts on Collingwood. Here we go. I'll be waiting. Yeah, I mean, he hates <laughs> Collingwood, and I think the names got written here that Sam Murray, Stevenson, Dugowie. There's players that are also rumoured to have problems like. Braden Sear off field. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily the players. It's coming from the top. Ooh. I'm calling out two people. Here we go. Firstly, Nathan Buckley, too matey with all the players uh. in the list. <laughs> not hard enough on them. And Scott Penderbury. He's gotten a bit old, not the player he was, and he's just he's not the leader that he once was, doesn't have much control over the players and they're doing what they want. They got a little rat pack there running free, and it starts at the top. Collingwood is a disgrace. <laughs> I, we want it. We want a premiership with a rat pack. So don't, you know, don't forget that. I've been waiting for Lockie to go bang for a long time. Finally, it's happened, and he's done it against the Pirates. I don't mind it from you. Interesting call though. You've gone after Buck saying he's, he's too soft. Wasn't Buck's too matey? Too, too matey. Well, too matey. But wasn't Buck's big criticisms that he was too harsh once upon a time? Yeah, I think last he's. Certainly relaxed last year. And, yeah. He stole yeah. Harbick's blueprint. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, so the truth comes and, out. And he used it against him in the, when it mattered most in the prelim to stop the Tigers going back to back when it was their flag to lose. So. It mattered second most because then they lost. Yeah, the yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, AJ. <laughs> when it mattered most against the Tigers. When you said you're going after the people at the top, I thought you were going to go after Eddie. Eddie, yeah. yeah. So did I. Is, is he partly to blame? Surely. I don't know. He's like, oh, Eddie's going to listen to this podcast. He'll destroy me. Yeah, he's a very powerful man. Yeah. He's a very, very powerful man. He has a very Larry Laurie Bros. I can't do it. He's got to leave Eddie out of it. Yeah. He's got a lot of contacts. He, can, he knows where you are. Saturday Twilight, Planny and Lockie and I were witnessing a, we thought, it was going to be a close showdown, to be honest. We thought Adelaide probably were favourites, odds-on favourites to win that game. And then it ended up being, well, Robbie Gray and your man, Lockie, Justin Westhoff, stole the show in a 57-point win. Adelaide's lowest ever score in a showdown. Robbie Gray winning his fifth showdown medal going against Lloyd's prediction last week that Alex Keith would go back-to-back. That didn't happen. Hang on, that wasn't Lloyd's prediction. <laughs> five to ten points. Yeah, five to ten points. Lo- I wonder if that... Lloyd's prediction... How many points did he have? Oh, I would have had 15 to drown the sorrows of that loss, I think. <laughs> but yeah, what did we think of Port? They're a bit of Jekyll and Hyde at the moment. Very inconsistent, but it was a great win. They're a bit what? Jekyll and Hyde. So they're... they're yeah. no, explain. I haven't, I haven't heard that one before. Really? They're just up and down. Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell you exactly. Yeah, I don't, know where, just, I don't know where it comes from. I just know it's Jekyll and Hyde just means that they're Is up that and a down. So you, you, you don't know the, the origins of it. I'm, let's continue. Like, I'm going to Google. No, you Google it later. No, I do agree. They're the most unpredictable team in the comp. You, kind of tell, you can kind of tell when they're going to get up and play a big game. Like, 
they have games like that against Adelaide and they get up for it. And then they're versing like some crappy team and you're like, you can see Port losing. They're a really weird team, but they're in, in the eight now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they are. Just snuck in. You know what I was disappointed at the end of that game? I wanted to see Ken Hinckley, when the siren went, him go to the glass of the, co- of the commentary <laughs> box, of the coach's box and do the two, zero. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've looked up the definition of Jekyll and Hyde. Here we go. This is the most important thing I need to know. One having a two-sided personality, one side of which is good and the other evil. You've just described... I think it's, you a, did... character. I think it's a character from a show, from some Yeah, show. it's a musical. AJ, yeah. you've just described Lockie Pierce. <laughs> yeah. Saturday night or Sunday night. <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. Robbie Gray, as I mentioned before, won his fifth showdown medal. Is Robbie Gray the best power player... Of all time, no. Surely the tread, Warren Treadray. Yeah. I, I, he's one. He's one of my favourites back in the day. Loved Warren Treadray. Robbie Gray's good. I mean, he was a bit inconsistent at the start of the year. Let's not forget that. Um, but yeah, I've got to go with Warren. And they've got the one premiership in the history in the AFL era, and Treadray's the captain. Yeah, premiership yeah. captain led them to the victory. Club champion. Legends. He had the power to win. Yeah, he never gave in. <laughs> There'd be better players than Robbie Gray still. Yeah. Well, stupid, Piggott stupid. gave them two years of better footy than what Robbie Gray has. <laughs> that's a big call. Yeah, that's a huge call. <laughs> stupid question, actually. <laughs> yeah. Not even worth the time. Saturday afternoon, I ventured to the footy to watch Essendon scramble across the line against Sydney in a pretty lacklustre display at the G. Oh, I went solo for like the 10th time this year. Why? Why do you go by yourself? No, that's a good call. I've always threatened to go by myself. <laughs> to myself, like, no one's going to go with me. I'm going to go by myself. It always gets there. Nah, I'll just watch it on the couch. Yeah, because, no, because you're a normal person. Yeah, yeah, you you, you, right. you realise, you have this thought, and then you realise, no, 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 I'm a normal person. I won't go by myself. Why do you go by yourself? I love going by myself. I mentioned last week on the pod why I go by myself, so I don't have to get judged for those points. <laughs> so, so you can carry but on. I was, no, but I'm, I was sitting there this week realising, like, I hardly, literally didn't say that much this week. Um, I was just more taking the game in. And I, I remember I saw Plenty after the game. And I was just telling him about the crowd dynamics in my aisle. I was sitting at MCC this week. Not an MCC member, but I sat in the MCC How'd you week. get in there? Um, same girl as last week who sorted out me a ticket so that was a great result Georgie friend of the show um, so it always seems to be the case when you sit by yourself is you always get a seat on one side seat on the other side and then there's like a whole family and then on the other side there was a seat and then one bloke by himself another seat and then a whole family and then there was no one else in the whole aisle like by themselves just me and this other bloke so that's a grim dynamic that's yeah. what you're saying yeah. well, it's, you're, not, you're not selling it to me AJ you're not selling me the benefits of going to the footy I don't know myself. you just get to analyse the game more you don't have to have any chats with anyone like I don't know it's good did you have a notepad and pad out so you could fully get into it do, do, do you buy the footy records so occasionally can... I do like yeah and then nowadays it's like I'll buy it like if I get to a game pretty early but I don't mark down like the Get goal, to the game goal pretty goal. early by yourself, guy. It gets worse. <laughs> I would love it if I was at a doggies Essendon match with Eddie or something. And then I was like, look behind me. And there's AJ by himself at the footy record. And he's like marking down the goals and points. <laughs> That'd be so good. One thing I've been passionate about over the last few weeks is that Zach Clark should never play an Essendon <laughs> game ever again. And look, I just want to bring up a point. A quote from Matthew Lloyd former Essendon champion who's now fully fledged in the media as an impartial uh, identity. But a couple of years ago, he was quoted as saying, to see, well, really the, the quote is centered around the potential of Zach Clark. And just, just know that Zach Clark on the weekend at halftime and had one disposal and negative five meters gained. And Alira Alira had had seven clearances by, the, by full time. And he's not even an, a normal ruckman. Zach Clark is a better player despite receiving just a fraction of the pay and publicity. Quote Matthew Lloyd, to see Clark take his seven grabs last weekend and the way he gets around the ground, I don't think he lacks anything that Nick Natanui has, Lloyd said. For all the talk that goes with Natanui, I think this guy, Zach Clark, is probably a better player at the moment and has huge growth in him. I can see Zach Clark being the best ruckman in the competition in the coming years, whereas I couldn't say that for Natanui. Couldn't agree more, eh? Wow. <laughs> That's uh, bad. And I couldn't believe how bad a call it was, but 
I guess the quote speaks for itself, but I'm going to ask the rest of you, what's the worst call you've ever made? Well, <clears throat> the worst call I ever made, Lockie loves this call. He likes to remind me of it um, a lot. He likes to bring it up. Um, I'm just having a blank. What, what was the... Um, Langford. Yeah. yeah. Will Langford. Will Langford. I think forgotten his name. I'm not going to help your cause. I've already forgotten who he is. Will Langford from the Hawks, of course. Um, I think it was back in 2013. Would it have been? Yeah, when did he break in? 2015. I'm getting all these facts wrong. (laughs) Will Langford, 2015. I think I was watching the 2015 Grand Finals with Lockie and you guys. And I made the comment, and I regret it now. But he was in, bearing in mind, he was in very good form. That day, that game you played a very good game it was in great form. it was right after you kicked the goal like a dribble goal from the boundary yeah. or something he like kicked that. a dribble goal from the boundary he was in red hot had a great season, season. and he was a young up-and-coming kid and all i said was was that this guy can win a brown low no you said will win a brown low. No. <laughs> very definitive <laughs> and i think it's like he's the type of player that will win a brown low you did a finger point after the goal and said he's winning a brown label. <laughs> look and you know I put my hand up and I, and I say that that was a bad call to make and I I regret it to this day I think about it to, to this day where is he now who fucking knows <laughs> look I don't think that's as bad as my call to be honest I remember back I think it was 2010-2011 and there was a player that used to play for Essendon up forward I don't know if you've heard of him Kyle Hardingham. What? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kyle Hardingham. And there was one game in particular I remember very well, and he kicked five. It was his third or... It was, I don't know. He was very young. Handful of games, and he's come out against a team, and he's kicked five goals, bag of five, and I've just gone to Lockie. He's going to be better than Jack Rewalt, that bloke. <laughs> I remember this really, really yeah, well. Yeah, because Lockie just thought it was the worst call was, of all time. We were at school then. and we had a huge argument over it. <laughs> and the reason why I was so passionate about it because Rewalt was, it was a year he broke out and won the Coleman medal. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge call. So he kicked about 70-something goals this year. This bloke kicked 20 in the last four games of the season. And also... Carl Hardingham started his career at 24, 25 years old and Rewalt was 22 at the time. <laughs> you, know what? That's, you know what? That's an even worse call than my call. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really shocking. Bad. That's terrible. The funny thing is, is Lockie and I still remember it vividly. <laughs> Literally like eight years ago. So Lockie's been witness to my horrible call and your horrible call. You must be thinking to yourself, I'm an AFL expert. Yeah, my, my horrible call don't tell was... Me, don't tell me it was in the presence of Lockie. I was talking to Lockie. <laughs> <laughs> When I made this call, is the common denominator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think you bring out the worst. Yeah. You bring out the worst in us. Yeah, I think that's definitely the case. So I made the call at the start of this year. I was, I was very excited. Was, we just lost a granny. It was early this year, but I was very excited. The Pies did an absolute number on the Tigers last year, and I was also very disappointed that the Pies didn't get Tom Lynch. I was told that we were definitely getting him, and I was so excited. Then he went to the Tigers, and I was flat. So I said to Lockie that Tom Lynch going to the Tigers will not work. Him and Jack Rewalt in the same forward line, they'll change the whole structures. It absolutely will not work. It's worked, unfortunately. Well, they haven't really played together. They haven't. You get to be proven wrong. Yeah, in the first... Yeah, you're right. They played a few games together and it's going to work. Yeah, it is going to work. I've I've worked out. They're both guns. Although they both played against the Pirates, that didn't work. But um, yeah, no, that'll definitely work. So that was a a shocker. Mine's... I think I said this the other day, but mine was um, Zach Martin kicked four against Geelong about three years ago. Um, it's skilled, and Gold Coast had a huge win against the Cats. And I said, he's going to be the best player in the comp in two years' time. But he hasn't quite reached that. He's <laughs> 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 on the verge. <laughs> Couldn't be in the top. You're, giving yourself, you're <laughs> giving yourself an out clause again. You're saying that he's, he still might get there. Yeah. You'd need a big rest of the season. <laughs> Now, AJ, how dare you? I'm looking at the rundown now. There is no mention of the Bulldogs' amazing victory over the top of the table side, Geelong. What a win that was, AJ. You would have enjoyed it. Look, I can... Before you have a go at me, I can, <laughs> I can explain why. Because as Lockie can attest to here, even if I don't have dogs in the rundown, we know Plenty's going to bring it up at some stage. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> 
It's going to weave it in somehow. <laughs> yeah, look, any opportunity I can. And I'll start in the panic because we hadn't mentioned the dogs at all yet. So I just needed to quickly get it in there. But what a win. Backed it up after Port Adelaide. Where, surprisingly, one win out of the eight. Can you believe that? Is that with the Bombers or you're a win ahead? We're a win ahead. But yeah, the dogs are 12th on the ladder at the moment. But on 28 points, four points outside of the Are eight. the Bombers in? No, no they're ninth, ninth. Out on percentage. But yeah, it was a really good win, Jack. I watched parts of that game. And once again... Bontempelli, another 10 coaches' votes. Mm. Backing up Lockie and Planny's point at the start of the year saying he's one of the well, top three players in the comp. Brownless smoke you I had I made a call today at work. Yeah. The first call was that I was arguing with someone that Bontempelli is Bulldogs' best player and yeah. they thought it was McRae. Ooh. I think Bontempelli's better. Mm. And my other call was that the five premium best midfielders in the competition are Fife, Dangerfield, Josh Kelly... Dustin Martin and Marcus Bontempelli. I like it. They're like, the five premiums. I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of They're that. They're the top tier. Yes, The best are. of the best. They are the best of the best. Swanee, your thoughts? Yeah, you're not far off it, I don't reckon. Who, was it? Who are your first couple? Five. Five, Dangerfield, Martin, Josh Kelly and Marcus Bontempelli. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And Dusty, you say. Yeah. Would you say Tim Kelly's pretty... Nah, he's obviously having a good season, but he's he's not at their level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as a player. Speaking of the Brown, though, you just said Brown and Smokey. The Brown is very open this year. Mm. I've, I've, I don't reckon I remember a year where it's been this open. It could be anyone could win it. So. Like, there's no clear standard. Is nah, there? so yeah. the Bond could could get up. Should do a Brownlow count and then announce it on the pod one app. We actually should. Yeah, <laughs> Lucky for do like each game. Do our own little, It'd be the words. longest podcast that would go for whatever. We should do it. We should do it. We should do it, we should do it concurrently with Brownlow Night. I reckon. We should do it the week before I release it, and then so they can compare our votes. It's something the Bev Show would do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, a four hours, a four hour Bev, Bev Show special. Live commentary, like red carpet, be like running into the Brownlow Network. I can imagine the screen would just be the the red carpet with Bev in the. Yeah. Yeah. Corner. <laughs> oh, she looks good. Doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> you like, so good. Lincoln McCarthy was good. Jeez, yeah, he was. He's he's uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's turned into a new he player. He wants to be host yeah. again. Yeah, that's right. The coop. <laughs> the chicken, the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lincoln McCarthy is certainly. Uh, he looks a new and improved player down at the Lions after crossing from the Cats. He's resurrected his career. And geez, what a win. Your mob, Planny, I got brought to my attention today before we recorded, actually, mm. from one loyal listener out there, that you were big on the Lions at the start of the year and they're backing it up. Ever since our first ep went to air, you were huge on the Lions, and they're in the top four. Oh, you did I'm... go off them for a little bit there. Actually, they lost two in a row. I'd notice that you did go off you them. Did. You stopped talking about them. You said, yeah, I've gone a little bit off Bris Vegas, and now all of a sudden they're back, and well, you're all right back on the only, the only reason why I went off them momentarily is because I thought it was I thought I was the, the unlucky charm, because ever since I started talking them up, they went down, so I thought, no, 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 I need to pull the reins in a little bit, because it could be me. I could be messing up with the mojo. But it's bloody good to see him back up and about the Brisbane Vegas. And I'm saying this well aware of the fact that I could be putting the moles on them again because I'm talking them up so they could uh, end up going backwards. But how good are the Vegas top four, did you say, Jay? God, I love watching them play. And the reason Lockie mentioned Lincoln McCarthy is because he has resurrected his career at a new club, we're asking which players have improved once they've joined a new club and a couple of names that come to mind straight off the bat Jack Gunston moved from Adelaide to Hawks won three flags he, after a rookie season he's now, obviously going to improve yeah. after Bear he's Bear he moved alright we'll put this one out <laughs> try there. again AJ Tom Boyd to the Bulldogs <laughs> yeah. Lyndon Dunn yeah it's average player or you mean Adrian Johnson you're the same bloke aren't you to all our listeners out there, AJ looks exactly like Lyndon Dunn. <laughs> but he claims he looks like LeBon. Yeah, and I'm not having it. <laughs> With short hair. He's on a podcast, he can say whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> no one can see him. Pace for a podcast. Yeah. Swanee, you had a couple of names as well. Yeah, Jeremy Howe was one that sprung to mind. Obviously, Collingwood, um, big Collingwood man at the moment. So, injured, unfortunate at the moment. But yeah, he's been very good for us over the last couple of years. Charlie Cameron, uh, Brisbane as well. 
He was good at Adelaide as well. AJ just made me say that one for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I liked it on his computer, yeah. but he was good at he was good at Adelaide. AJ mentioned Eddie Betts as well before the show. I don't know. I think he was very good at Carlton as well. I think you just you put him in a better team. Yeah. He's going to play better. Well, I mean, I was going to say Lockie Neal, but you guys are making good points. Lockie Neal was still very, very good at Fremantle, but probably just in that Fife's shadow a little bit, so he didn't get spoken mm. about. But he's having a great season this so year. So we've got, we've got none then. <laughs> no, Jeremy House still. None, and you guys wanted this segment to go there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're thinking to yourself, that is why I am host. <laughs> <laughs> Nuffies in the bag. Horse stock is attached. Head is mighty black. Got the bushes black to match. Yes, that's right. Nuffy of the week. We're back at it again. And I ask this of all of our new hosts, all of our new panel members when they come. So, Swanee, are you excited for Nuffy of the week? Yeah, <laughs> I am. <laughs> you start it the same way every time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> says me, yeah. That's right. <laughs> We're back. No. Uh, I'm we excited. never left. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am excited, Jack. Uh, as long as it's not BT. I get a little bit sicky of BT Nuffies, to be honest. I reckon he's just an, he should just be crowned as a Nuffy and we move on with it. <laughs> no, that's a good point. We should just assume that he's... He's done something. He shouldn't. Way. He shouldn't get recognition for being stupid. <laughs> Not a big BT fan. So. Nah, look, I don't mind that sort of. But you'll be very, very, very pleased to hear that there is absolutely no mention of BT Brian Taylor Brian. or roaming Brian for that matter. Good. Instead, we turn our attention. Before I get to the main um, Nuffy, actually, I just want to quickly go through an honourable mention. Now, this is an honourable mention that I know got AJ very excited. Excited. <laughs> That's good. Now, we all love a bit of a tongue tie, don't we, guys? I mean, I'm not sure about you. I mean, I'm, I'm just assuming that you guys love, love a tongue tie as much as I do. We all love a tongue tie. It it, it, it is very humorous. Um, it sort of it, it, it's a, it's our inner sort of child laughing at when someone stuffs a word up. You know, it's very immature to laugh at it. But... Gold Coast guns. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jerry. <laughs> the victim of this tongue tie is none other than Adrian Johnson's favourite journalist, Scoop McClure. Thoughts on Scoop McClure? Just while, just while I'm here, Lockie. Big of a man. Big of a man. Yeah. Wow. Why? Today he had a crack at Richmond's last seven games of the home and away season, all being at the G. We got the same amount of home games as everyone else. We've travelled. Six times interstate. We've played at Eddie Had more times than I can ever imagine in my lifetime this year. Twice. Yeah, two times too many. So, Scoops really pissed me off today. <laughs> if you asked me yesterday, couldn't find nothing to say about it. <laughs> so, there you have it. You say one bad thing about Richmond, you automatically become a pig of a man. Blacklisted. Yeah. And see if you guys, as the listeners, can pick up where he went wrong. Go to MRC Racing. MRC.Racing. Dot com, dot com, all thanks to the Melbourne Racing Club. Craig's in Point Cook. Hello, Craig. So there you go. I mean, I'm not going to make mention of what... I'll, let, I'll let, leave it up to you guys to work out what the uh, where, he, where he tongue-tied himself there. But uh, there's bloody sponsors. <laughs> Croc Media and I love sponsors. It. I love it how he tried to press on and go to Craig in Point Cook. And he's just... He completed Imagine if you said Craig in Point Cock. <laughs> 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 oh, you're better than that, AJ. <laughs> oh, now I can't believe that was only the honourable mention, fellas. <laughs> two journos, two weeks in a row. Well, it's, I think it's very easy to know yeah, a journo. Yeah, always a journo. Because I think journos these days. I mean, I'm putting, I'm going God, out low bar. I'm going out on a limb here, but journos these days, I reckon, are more focused on content, more so than quality mm. reporting. But the winner, now this winner of Nuffy of the Week is actually really, really topical because as we go to air, we can confirm, unfortunately, Ash Barty, the champion that she is, has just been knocked out of Wimbledon. AJ, I know you're fighting back tears at the moment. No, it's actually devastating. I'm quite shocked, to be honest. She's lost to an unseeded American, Alison Risk, who's a 
tournament winner this year. But yeah, she's gone down, won the first set 6-3, but then lost 6-2, 6-3. So the world number one has been knocked out for the first time before the quarterfinals in a slam this year. Shattering. And before you guys panic and, and yell at me, I'm not putting the nuffy on Ash Barty. So if that's where you thought this was going... <laughs> for losing. On Australia. I'm not putting the nuffy on her because she's a little champion. We love Ash Barty. She's best tennis player in the world. I'm actually putting... Literally. Literally yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Will she lose her ranking now? Yeah. No. Oh, she won't. Really? Yeah, because Osaka, Naomi Osaka, world number two, lost in the first round. Oh, that's good. The Nuffy goes to Mark Stevens, another journo. You wouldn't believe another footy journo. Because now this is sort of goes back to what we were talking about before, how he's put the moz on Barty and how I put the moz on Brisbane. And thing is, I learnt my lesson and I stopped talking about Brisbane and, and you know, I didn't I didn't want to didn't want to jinx Brisbane too much. But Mark Stevens, he, he clearly doesn't know what a jinx is. He doesn't believe in a jinx. And he came out on Twitter moments before the game and said, and this, and I quote, Barty, a class above risk, another win coming, dot, 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 just too much craft. That was the end of the first yeah, set, end of the first wasn't it? Set, end, end of the first set, set. apologies. She just, she just rolled her in the first set and then came up with that. Yeah, apologies. End of the first set, she, he said that, and then, boy, did things go downhill from there. You can't get a bigger tweet from a footy journo commenting about a sport that he probably has no idea about. One of my pet hates. Me too. And I was about to say, Lockie, you'd probably agree with me on this. Going outside your lane. Exactly. Oh. When oh. footy journos tweet about other sports. Yeah. Serial offender is Matt Thompson. Really? Tweets about Ben Simmons like it's his best mate. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me so angry. <laughs> yeah, and a couple of a couple of the footy journos tweet a lot about cricket as well. And that just annoys me when they do a lot of cricket tweets. So, Steve-O, I mean, you are a big doggies man, so it pains me to do this, but, mate, come on. Don't put the moz on Little Ash. Stay in your lane, Steve-O. What enough. What enough. Also, I'll give a quick honourable mention. This is post-nuff <laughs> winner. Quickly to Bernard Tomic. Did you guys hear about <laughs> Bernard? Yeah. Lost all of I know. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, Jack? segment, apparently. Go on. <laughs> what happened to Bernard, mate? <laughs> I'm not sure, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, all those people out there that don't know what happened to Bernard, he, he lost the first round at Wimbledon and he was fined his match payments because he tanked and now he's come out and allegedly said no 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 I didn't tank I was unwell I was a bit sick but I'm not having any of it Bernard you tanked you were a bit of a you're, you're a serial he's done it before you know how many minutes it took him to lose how many he lost three sets in 58 minutes mm. that's got to be a record it's, the, it's yeah. the 10th time that he's lost a Grand Slam match in under an hour the 10th god he sucks now He's, um, it's the shortest match at Wimbledon in 15 years. Unbelievable. Oh, bad luck, Bernard. It's such a shame. You, know, you got Ash Barty, top of the tree, yeah. and Bernard Tone couldn't go any further to the bottom, just about. Oh, yeah. I mean, we want you to do well, Bernard. We want you to try. We want you to have a go. But just... Nah, surely we're done with him. Carry <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on. hope, but Tommy's down. Yeah. That's true, on. actually. Yeah. We need a refreshing. Well, that's why, That's why, as you say, Swanee, Barty, that's a refreshing taste. Mm. You know, what a legend. <laughs> I'm always making lists. Oh, okay. In fact, that's probably why Steven Spielberg cast me as Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List. I said, Steven, I make lists all the time. And he said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you again, Liam, for that fantastic intro. Arguably the best intro in the four quarter time podcast. <laughs> No. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree, definitely. As a listener of the show, I love love hearing Lockie's list there. Liam Neeson, love it. This week, I'm going to give you the five best captains in the AFL, in no particular order. Just a list of five names. Current day? No, no particular. Past current day. No particular right order. I'm not a fan of that. I want, yeah. a, I want a five to one. As do I. <laughs> five to one. Five to one. And the thing is, it's all in his head, not written down. Exactly. Struggling. You're looking, yeah. you're looking you at can't the, even remember all five. I'm making minutes. mental notes now. You're, you're looking at the ceiling <laughs> architraps trying to find an answer. <laughs> five out of 18, it's not exactly that hard. Is it? He just <laughs> picks five of the top eight. As if no, this is my list. 
and I'm not giving you five to one. I'm just giving you five names, and you can say who shouldn't be in there, who should be in there. You have to give us a justification for each captain, though. Okay. Okay. How about, how about, okay, can you let's give us one that's the best, and then the five, the four can just be the other. Nah, I'm not hundred percent sure who the best oh, is. But that's the beauty of the. But I know who the five best are. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right fine. Sell it to oh, us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for finally letting me do this. <laughs> we should have My the ground rules first. I'm just saying, the listeners will be disappointed. The thing is, every week, Lockie complains to our listeners saying, oh, I just want to create discussion. They disagree with me. And this week, we've fought back and we've provided them. I've got two controversial ones. All right. Can I just do it? Oh, okay. Yeah, go, go, go. He's getting angry now. Yeah, so, obvious the, one. the evil side we're talking about of Lockie. <laughs> obvious one. Has a great culture at the club. Strong leader. Joel Selwood. Is that a justification? Yeah, like it. Obvious one. Very similar to Joel Selwood. Leads by example on the field. Set a great culture at the club as well. Trent Cotchen. I mean, mean, that's no surprise. Yeah, I mean, we can't argue with him because, of course, he's going to put Cotchen there. Of course. And I thought it was current day, not 2017, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And then Shannon Hearn, West Coast captain. Great captain, great leader. One of the great receding hairlines. Yeah, this is where we go a bit rogue. (laughs) Eastern Woodjack. That is interesting. Now, I was not expecting you to go Woody, but I love it. I love it. So why? Why have we gone Woody? He's a great captain. I love defender captains. Yeah. Just the way he plays. Punches the ball, does everything right. And and Woody likes to involve himself in a lot of good social movies. I heard a story that um, Bailey Smith, you know, the... The guy who goes drafted this year, do you know him, Jack? I am aware. Good I'm player. Basically. Good player. But he was um kicked a good goal on the weekend. Oh, how clutch yeah, was that? Yeah, it was great. He doesn't drink. He yeah, well he didn't drink um before playing for the Bulldogs. Yeah. And was a bit of a straight head and like a bit of obsessive footy, one of those guys. Yeah. There's plenty of them. And Eastern like Wood actually told him, he's like, you know, have a few drinks, go out, you need that lifestyle, you need to balance your life out. Really? So that's why he's made my top five. I like that. Yeah. Because drinking's important. And, <laughs> and Lockie. Uh, you know, apparently Woody is a massive Star Wars nuffy as well. There you go. Yeah, so it's another reason why you should like him. So Eastern Wood, and then finally... I've served, I served him at Schnitz once, Woody. Here we go. What does he eat? What does he eat? Like, I, it was a plain and simple wrap with super chips. And it a was plain what wrap? Plain and oh, simple. Oh, plain and simple. Wrap yeah. with super chips. Oh, I was about to say, yeah, right. That's a lot of chips. I know. And it was funny. Did he get dipping sauce with the chips? I can't remember. He probably did. He was, he was probably a sweet chili mayo. Did you give operator. him free anything? Well, I thought Chuck about it. A few extra napkins or I don't know. What, do you, what, what can you give people? <laughs> what do you give people? That, that's what every good captain deserves. A couple yeah. extra napkins. But it was funny because I. I handed I handed over his meal to him, and this would have been during the summer. And I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta say something. It's Eason Wood, like Premiership captain, like you know, it's just you know, I love him. I handed it over to him. I was like, there you go, Easton. And he looked at me. He had a grin on his face. He sort of laughed. Like, oh yeah. And then I looked. Then I thought, I gotta, I gotta get a bit of a conversation going. Like, I want to talk to him. I don't want him to leave. So I was like, oh, so uh, when's pre-season starting up for you, Woody? So I was going to say like traditional or panini. Yeah. <laughs> That's grilled, mate. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, when's pre-season starting up, Woody? And he was started to get a bit embarrassed because he thought, oh, geez, I'm eating junk with you. So he's like, oh, not for a couple of weeks. So I'm still allowed to eat this. And then he walked off and he had a smile on his face the whole way home, I'm sure. I made his day. It was probably the most delicious snitch he's ever eaten. It was a highlight of my day, a highlight of my year, really. I'm sure yeah. he wanted to just get the food and get <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to have a chat with the guy serving him about pre-season. Gets in his shower, he's like that. Oh, yeah. it's done. It's on the 28th of yeah, <laughs> Jack. That's right. Oh, it's cold now. The first to three, the one to three year put. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. <laughs> my final player. Yeah, oh, sorry, I hijacked you. Your final this. captain. This is arguably even more controversial. Jack Zebel from the North Melbourne Football Club. I yeah, I like not, it. I'm not copping that. Ah, really? Like I love it. Yeah, I'm big on it. Great Why? captain. He's matured Why? now. Yeah. He's older. Mate, he's so the way he's, he's the way he's up since what yeah. has he since, done? When was the last time you watched North play, Jack? That's my question. <laughs> no, I've watched North play every now and then. What has he done? The way he plays footy, it's unbelievable. He's so overrated. Nah, no, I, I love nah. the way he plays. Yeah, he's real aggressive. But does he lead? But does he lead? Where's he led the team to? Some great victories. <laughs> nah, <laughs> since the home and away season. Since Brad Scott, <laughs> since Brad Scott's gone, he's really stood up. I love it. 
<laughs> yeah, no, good point, Twenty. Since Brad Scott's gone, yeah, he's really he's really stood up, taking taking the team. Obviously, Reshaw's done a pretty good job as well, but yeah, it comes from the captain mainly. And in times like that, people players look to the captain, so I like it. Thank I like you, it. Thank you, thank you, Jack. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that list. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a good list. That I would have liked it in order, but that's a good list. Yeah, also, so. don't like Koch. Very yeah. 2017, but that's fine. <laughs> The Zambians, that is your basketball team that you three all play in. But you became a bit of a newsbreaker on the weekend. Yes, well, so I thought. Anyway, <laughs> I, uh, I I went off the grid for a little while when I was when I was away. I had the had the phone on, do not disturb. This this fantasy basketball chat on mute it has been on mute all year because that was my heading when sort of just it explodes and I just can't be bothered keeping up with it. And then. I'm sitting at the uh, sitting at the Penguin Parade on Saturday night, and I get a notification on my phone saying Kawhi Leonard's signed for the Clippers with Paul George. Huge news! So I screenshot it straight away, went straight to the group. Little did I know, didn't see that uh, twenty plus unread messages above. Sent it straight in. Is this real? I can't believe it. They're all like, "Oh, whoa! Like you, you can't believe you saw this before all of us." <laughs> anyway, I was like, "Yeah, no big deal, guys. Like I know it all." You know? And then they were asking me the details of the trade, which I could not be bothered reading out. So many pics. Little did I know that just dissected every little bit of the whole. News broken straight, like five hours before I came to the party, and so uh, I was very embarrassed when I when I found out. So they were just I, taking the piss out of you. Yeah, big time. I had no idea. We, well, we, they, no, we hadn't just dissected it. It happened a lot earlier in the day. Chat exploded like I've never seen before. Everyone yeah. going nuts, went nuts about it, dissected it. Yeah. Then there was about an hour and a half of just no more chat in the group chat. <laughs> yeah. Then okay. enter Swanee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, I just did not. I never read that chat, and I I assumed that the uh, the whatever the app was that sent me the notification was going to be up to the date. I could rely on it. Said now, like breaking, not breaking five hours ago. I wanted it breaking now, and then yeah, all the all the articles that I researched were in Eastern time, whatever. So I had no idea if it was now. You did, did it in the order that it happened as well, like early in the day. So he's firstly gone quiet, led it to the Clippers, like unbelievable. And he's gone next. And Paul George yeah. is trying to do this well. And I went nuts. So if I was to break the story, I would announce perfectly. I was just a little bit late to the party. So has been holding on to that one for a little while. But, uh, yeah, I love it. People, people failing. Lucky's sense of humor. He gets a real kick out of people, you know, I love making it. a fool of themselves. I love how Swanee knows that. And the fact that we've brought it up on this podcast that many times that Lockie just gets a kick out of other people failing. Yeah. <laughs> and Swanee's our, one of our biggest fans. Listen to every episode. <laughs> My favorite. I also know that because I've known Lucky for <laughs> 10 years yeah. but I just listen to Porky too but yeah, throw that in there yeah. my favourite message was someone was like what's in the deal Jack what's in the deal and he just goes he's really excited he goes picks lots and lots of picks <laughs> <laughs> he's read that he's read that in his own little mind as what it was I put no punctuation there was no capitals it was nothing he's read that as me being so excited I was not that excited for Alrighty, so it's that time of week again where we come round to the round 17 crystal ball. Uh, I do just want to touch on very quickly that I feel as an avid listener of the show, love it, every week you guys make your crystal ball predictions, but I just don't feel you get held accountable for your <laughs> oh. predictions enough. Oh no. So what I've done is I've gone back through the archives of every episode of uh, 4QT and anytime you've done a crystal ball prediction, I've tally down which ones you've got right and which ones you got wrong this is unbelievable preparation so, that none of us bring to the show and you didn't read out his application I know <laughs> absolutely disgusting anyway so it brings me after Lockie's antics on today's show it brings me great joy to announce that Lockie has not got a crystal ball prediction correct <laughs> you're kidding this year. you're kidding that including is, including not one, mate. Not last week Last week, when he predicted that Fremantle would get over the line against West Coast and they lost by 91 points. Yeah, you loser. I must say, <laughs> Planny, that is not the worst oh, no. <laughs> crystal ball <laughs> prediction you've had on the show. And I thought this, I hoped this would go on. Now, Planny, you tipped Gold Coast to have a Carmichael Hunt-like moment 
against the Tigers last week in round 16, and they lost by 92 points. Well, I was on I was on panic stations last week because I was on the way to your house, Lockie, and when I parked my car, you sent a message being like, Tigers are winning this game by 100 points. And I'm thinking, no, they can't. Like, what's the score? Walk upstairs and see the score and think, I could have not I could not have stuffed up my crystal ball any more. Any <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if, you're betting, if you're a betting man or a betting woman out there, which I'm not, Whoever's listening to this app will just know to go exactly against what Lockie against says. Lockie says. Yeah, zero from he is dreadful at this. <laughs> so that then, Planny, you've got two crystal ball predictions correct. I'm actually surprised by two. I thought I'd be on zero as well. And then Speaky has got 0.5 of a prediction correct. Now it's the only point, point five. Five. Is the only yeah. right or you're wrong? Yeah. No, nah, it was the only. He he <laughs> said. That it was going to be for Anzac Day. He said it was going to be the closest Anzac Day game in years. He said it was going to be less than a kick. And then you made him choose Collingwood or Essendon, which he chose Essendon. So it was less than a kick. Uh, Pies won by four points. So he got his initial prediction correct, but then you made him choose and he, he picked the, the losing team. Nah, fair enough. So I gave him 0.5. AJ has got three of his crystal ball predictions correct, Huge. which is quite impressive, but... Three they? out of three out of sixteen. Nah, couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to try and guess <laughs> guess those ones. Anyway, so that brings us to round seventeen crystal ball. Planning well, kick us off. Right. So my round seventeen crystal ball. <clears throat> I'm looking at a particular game here, and I'm just getting memories of the greatest ever home and away match in living existence. And it's of course Geelong taking on St Kilda this week. They're playing at GMHBA Stadium, and my crystal ball is is that. The same thing is going to happen. It's going to happen again. <laughs> history will Michael repeat. Gardner is going to Michael Gardner will come. No. <laughs> the history will repeat itself, though. And instead of Michael Gardner coming over the top and taking one of the great marks in the goal square, insane in the membrane, <laughs> Tim Membry will take a match-winning mark and kick a match-winning goal in one of the greatest home and away games that we'll ever see. I'm Very going good. out on a limb here. Yeah. <laughs> I think calling it the greatest home and away game, I think you're going past the miracle on grass, eh? True, I don't that know. was very good. Ashley McGrath. I don't, I, I don't know why I've overlooked the miracle on grass. That was bloody. No, yeah. no one actually watched that live. Yeah. <laughs> it was a nothing game. Yeah, was a nothing Everyone game. watched the Geelong Thank You. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Fourteen right. and O both teams. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, Piercy, hit me with your round seventeen crystal ball prediction. I'm going. You can multi this as well if you want to the viewers, but I'm going West Coast to smack Collingwood by fifty points into. Richmond smacking GWS by 30 points into... How Port many A- crystal balls are you doing? No, it's a multi. It's a multi. Oh, here we go. Into Port Adelaide beating Brisbane by 15 points, which may calculate Richmond into being into the top four. Multi <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just got on ladder predictor. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is that end of this round, Tigers will be in the top four or on the same amount of points as... Collingwood and GWS. That's a really bad crystal. So hang on a second. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot to untangle there. So, so all you need is GWS Collingwood to lose Richmond. So I'm going Jack so, Dallin to kick four goals Friday night for the US Collingwood. Uh, there we go. <laughs> all right. And AJ, that brings us to you. Look, friend of the show, ex-Trinity grammarian Nick Larkey's won the Round 16 NAB Rising Star nomination for this week. Congratulations to him after his bag of five on the weekend. But I'm sorry to say the party's going to end this weekend. Nick Larkey's going to have zero subs, zero goals this coming weekend, and the Bombers are going to win. Oh, you're playing the, they're playing the Bombers, yeah. that's why. Yeah. Is that Clark playing again this week? Yeah. I hope not. Oh. <laughs> Very good for Nick Larkey. I'm sure he's going to be wrapped with that when he, when he hears. And my crystal ball prediction is going to go against Pierce's. I'm going for... Bit of bias, but I think the pie is going to bounce back. I don't think they're as bad as what everyone's saying now. Jordan Go is going to kick three, and the pies are going to get over the Eagles on Friday night footy. Gee, so the pies to win and the Go to kick three. Yeah, I like it. In the West. In the West. Cool. Are we ready to say that Cam Zerha is a better player than Jordan Go? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I don't think I'm quite as ready as you are. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty ready. We're ready to have a time, let you know. <laughs> Boys, Ep13's done. What an ep it was. Swanee, you finally made it onto the show. It's been a long time in the making. What do you think of your debut? I got roasted a fair bit by Piercy. I think he was waiting for it. 
feel like that was the only reason he brought me on, but uh, it's no, part, it's it's part and parcel. No, nah, it is. Yeah, it's more of an initiation than anything. But uh, no, I enjoyed it. Very, very good to see behind the scenes and uh, yeah, see what you guys get up to. Is the it, other side of the mic. Is it as everything that you would have hoped it'd be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's the highlight of my life so far, that's for sure. Beats the 10 goals, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. That was pretty good. <laughs> Change his profile photo tomorrow just to the four yeah. quarter time logo. <laughs> it actually, um, funny ish story. He had to kick 10 goals to get back into the twos team. I did. Because he was dropped for disciplinary disciplinary reasons really that's not entirely which true. was oh, which was go. in the pre-season game he was named at fullback and he goes to the coach I don't play fullback I'm a full forward that is entirely fabricated <laughs> <laughs> he's using he's using the outro to just take one last game <laughs> 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 yeah, he shot me thank you 10 came right back in <laughs> For the second time in my school career. <laughs> well, on that note, Blanny, thank you. Thanks, mate. Lucky. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> <laughs> and were Swanee's shoes as big as you, you thought they were going to be? Lucky. They're big. I can't say them right now, but they're big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what they say about big shoes. But they get even <laughs> big bigger. Feet. They get even bigger next week. <laughs> they do I'll indeed. I'll have to compare. <laughs> compare. Show me mine, I'll show you yours. <laughs> Stay tuned for our next panellist, our next debutante panellist on EP14 of Four Quarter Time.